Kia ora tātou. Welcome to our second week of our Salvation um, Series. Um, I'm going to start by asking you a question. I wonder if you have ever been credited with something that you knew you didn't deserve. Our girls at home, we have three daughters, they watch a show called Jessie. And um, it's about a nanny in New York who looks after these four children. And the two boys are called Ravi and Luke. And Ravi is a very academic, very intelligent boy who does very well at school. And Luke is not. And there's one episode where they're receiving test results in the mail. And Luke is expecting to do very badly, but he opens his envelope and he finds that he has scored 100% in his test. And he's so surprised and so blown away, but it totally changes the way that he behaves. From that point, he begins to engage in lessons and actually pay attention and try hard. He begins to do his homework. But at the end of the episode, unsurprisingly, it emerges that um, he got the wrong result. That was not his test result at all. But today we're going to be taking a look at the concept of being justified or justification. And justification is when someone is declared just or righteous in the eyes of God, even though they are inherently sinful. We are credited with righteousness when it's the last thing we deserve, just like Luke with his test results. And by the end of my message, my prayer is that every one of us today would not only be clear about what justification means, but that we would each take a step closer to living in the freedom of it. Because like for Luke, having a perfect test score changed the way that he behaved. I believe that when we fully grasp the truth of justification and what it means for us, that it changes everything. And so today we're going to answer three questions about justification. What does it mean to be justified? How can I be justified? And what's the result of being justified? So we're going to get started by reading a passage. It's Romans chapter 3, verses 23 to 25. If you've got your Bible, you might want to look it up. But otherwise, um, I've got it on the screen here. And it says this. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. There's a lot in those um, verses. There's a lot of words that maybe seemed a little bit complicated to you or you may have wondered what they meant. And so I thought before we went any further, I'd just do a little glossary of terms of some of the things that we read in those verses. So the first one is this, the glory of God. The glory of God is literally the outshining of God's holiness. It's like the um, physical manifestation of his character, his holiness, his perfection. Um, Grace is undeserved favour or kindness given to us by God as a free gift. Redemption is that we are purchased by God and the image there is um, being delivered from slavery like Israel were delivered from Egypt. Sacrifice of atonement. So to atone 
means to cover or to compensate or pay for something. So a sacrifice of atonement is a sacrifice that pays for our sins. The Day of Atonement in the Old Testament involved the high priest making a sacrifice of atonement to cover the sins of all the people. And so Jesus offered himself as the ultimate sacrifice to atone for our sins, to pay for, to compensate for our sins once and for all. And then the final word I'm just going to explain is righteousness. Righteousness is conformity with God's law and his will. So now we've referred to those. I'll keep referring back to them as we go on, but hopefully that will help make things a bit clearer. But let's begin by answering the question, what does it mean to be justified? To unpack this, I want us to imagine that we're in a courtroom and... Um, Firstly, this passage tells us that we are all guilty, right? This verse here says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Remember, the glory of God is the outshining of his holiness, of his perfection. And so what this is saying is that none of us matches up to God's holiness. None of us matches up to his perfection. It's not about comparing myself to others. It's not, it's not about me saying, well, I'm not as bad as him or I'm not as bad as her. Actually, the only comparison that matters is um, comparing ourselves to God. And when we compare ourselves to God, every one of us falls short because he is perfect. Even if we are good most of the time, we still fall short. And so if you're standing in that courtroom, you're standing there as guilty. You know you're guilty. Everyone around you knows you're guilty. The judge knows you're guilty. And so as you're standing there, this sign is put around your neck or this badge around your neck that says guilty. You're standing in the courtroom, the judge comes in, and the judge is God. And it's clear, like I said, that you're guilty of sin. Everyone knows that you're guilty of sin. You are 100%, without a shadow of a doubt, um, conscious that you are guilty of sin. And Romans 6 verse 23 says that the wages of sin is death. What that means is the, the thing that you deserve, the wages, as a result of your sin is death. The punishment for sin is death. But then in our passage that we just read, it goes on to say in verse 24, um, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So what does that mean? Well, imagine that as you're standing in the courtroom with your guilty badge around your neck, that someone stands up and walks to where you're standing and you notice he also has a badge around his neck. Except where yours says guilty, his says not guilty. And that person is Jesus. And it's clear from the evidence and it's clear from everyone around that he is not guilty. He has never done anything to deserve a badge of guilty. And he says to you, do you trust me? If you trust me, would you give me your guilty badge and I'll give you my not guilty badge? And so, of course, you'll do that, right? (laughs) It would be crazy not to. And so the judge says, right, Well, if Jesus has given you that, then that is decided. I'm going to declare that you are not guilty. Jesus takes your guilty label, and he therefore also needs to take the punishment that goes with that. And that's where verse 25 comes in. It says, God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. 
And so remember that sacrifice of atonement, it means Christ as a sacrifice of atonement means that when he died, his sacrifice covered our sin. That's the reason he's able to say, I'll take your guilty badge and I'll give you my not guilty badge. He was able to be that sacrifice of atonement because he had never done anything to deserve the punishment. And so he could take it on behalf of you and I. So Jesus has taken your guilty label and he's given you his not guilty label. It means that you are instantly and legitimately before God declared as not guilty. And as soon as you say yes to Jesus, even though you don't deserve it, you are able to receive that label. You see, it's instant. You don't earn it or work for it. Romans 10 verse 9 says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Instantly, when you believe in him, he says, Not guilty. You are not guilty. It's absolute. It's 100% complete. He hasn't just declared you a little bit not guilty. He's declared you completely not guilty. And it's permanent. If you do something wrong tomorrow or next week or next month or next year, whenever, the verdict still stands. Jesus took your guilty badge and you now wear his not guilty badge. You are declared not guilty or the Bible word for that in today's passage is righteous. Romans 3 verse 22, oh not that one, says this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. So remember righteousness just means conformity with God's law and with his will. So when he declares that you are righteous, he's just saying you are not guilty, you are conforming to my will, you are conforming to my ways, you are not guilty. So how is this possible? How can we be justified? Well, these days when you're trying to work out how to get somewhere, um, we all go to Google Maps, don't we? So if I, um, it gives you the options of going by different modes of transportation. On my route here, I could go by car or by public transport or by foot or by bike, not by, not by plane. I'm just going from Pack and Save to Tapapa, so not by plane. It also gives you options of different routes. There's three different routes here. And um, the thing with justification is God has made it really simple. He has made it so that there is only one mode of transportation and only one route to get to justification. The only mode of transportation for justification is by grace. Romans 3.24 says, And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So remember our definition of grace. Grace is undeserved favour or kindness given to us by God as a free gift. So by definition, it's undeserved, which is good because we've already established that every single one of us is undeserving of this gift, right? We've, We've established that before God, we're guilty without his help. So the fact that justification can only come by grace means that even though we're all guilty, even though we don't measure up, it is available to every single one of us because it is an undeserved gift. All we need to do is receive it. Simon last week talked about how salvation starts with him. It starts with God. And this is the reason why your salvation is not a weight for you to carry. It's not something that you need to figure out or try and make happen. 
It starts with him. The only way to be justified is because even though you don't deserve it, God gifts it to you as a free gift by grace. So it's only by grace. That is the only way. And there's only one route. And the route is through faith. Ephesians 2 verses 8 to 9 say this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. It's through faith. I'm going to steal a sermon illustration from Spurgeon for this one. I'm going to read it to you. These are his words. It says, Your condition is like that of a child in a burning house who, having escaped to the edge of the window, hung on by the windowsill. The flames were pouring out of the window underneath and the poor lad would soon be burned or falling would be dashed to pieces. He therefore held on with the clutch of death. He did not dare to relax his grasp until a strong man stood underneath and said, Boy, drop, drop, I'll catch you. Now, it was no saving faith for the boy to believe that the man was strong. That was a good help towards faith, but he might have known that and yet still have perished. It was faith when the boy let go and dropped down into his big friend's arms. There are you, sinner, clinging to your sins or to your good works. The saviour cries, drop, drop into my arms. It is not doing, it is leaving off doing. It is not working, it is trusting in the work which Jesus has already done. Trust, that is the word. Simple, solid, hearty, earnest, trust. Trust, and it will not take an hour to save you. The moment you trust, you are saved. So we have confidence in who Jesus is and what he has done. And when we allow ourselves to fall into his arms, that is when we find justification. The other route you might be tempted to try and go um, instead of through faith is maybe through works. Or in other words, trying to live a good enough life. Um, But the Bible is super clear that that route will never take you to justification. Um, Galatians 2.16 says, So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law no one will be justified. So it's saying you can never be justified by trying hard to do all the right things and to follow all the rules. I think many of us, though, inadvertently think we're on the, the works route. And the reason I know that is because I hear things like, oh, I'm not coming to church right now because I need to get myself sorted out before I come back to church. Or I'll join a life group when I'm a better Christian. Or I'll get baptised when I'm doing a better job of following Jesus. Or maybe you've never said any of those things, but how many times do you find yourself worrying about whether you've read your Bible enough? or whether you've prayed enough times in the last week, or whether you've been kind enough, or whether you've been to church enough, or just whether you've been good enough. That type of thinking is a hint that maybe subconsciously you believe you're on the works route. You need to remember today that your justification is by grace through faith. It's the only way. It's the only way we can choose. So the question you might be thinking then is, So doesn't it matter what I do? Can I just believe in Jesus and live however I like? 
Well, there'll be more on that next week when we look at sanctification. But as far as justification is concerned, it's not complicated. It really is by grace, through faith. On the basis of your faith in Jesus Christ, you have been declared not guilty as an undeserved free gift. If you've believed in Jesus, that's you today. You are not guilty. So what's the result of being justified? Romans 5 verses 1 to 2 says this. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. There's two things that we read in these verses that are the result of being justified. The first one is that we receive peace with God our Father. I wonder if you've ever made an enemy of someone. When I was at high school, I did something that really upset one of my best friends. I'll spare you all of the details, but it was bad. And I went to school on the Monday morning to find that none of my friend group was speaking to me. And it was awful. It felt so horrible. In fact, it felt so bad. I called my mum mid-morning and I said, please come and pick me up. It was so horrible. I went home. But being an enemy of God is infinitely worse than that, right? But the moment you are justified, you are brought into a relationship with God in which all the hostility caused by sin has been removed. And it's not just that there is now an absence of hostility, but in its place there is peace. That's what this is saying. We now have peace with God. Some other words for peace are tranquility, calm, quiet, harmony, contentment, serenity. That's the reality of our relationship with God because we're justified. Our relationship with God has not just been patched up but it's been fully restored to the point where he calls us his children, which is just such an incredible relationship to be restored to, that of a father and his child. It means we can now relate to him without shame or without fear. It means that every day you can talk to him about anything at any time and be confident that he's there and wanting to listen to you. It means you can be confident that he's smiling over you, that he takes great delight in you and takes joy in you when you're in his presence. It means that you can be confident that he has good for you and is working his plan out in, in your life. The other result of our justification in these verses that, is that we have hope of glory. Remember what glory means? It means the outshining of his holiness and, per and perfection. So this is saying that we have the hope that one day we will be conformed to his image. We will be like him. And contrast that with what we read earlier, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Because of Jesus, our falling short of his glory has turned to hope that we will be made into his image. Philippians 3 verse 9 says that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It means that whatever you go through here and now or in the weeks and months and years ahead, you can stand firm knowing that God will finish what he has started in you. I remember when I ran a marathon a few years ago, 
And I was in so much pain. Every step was so hard, but I kept going because I knew the finish line was ahead. And there is a finish line waiting for you and I, where God will complete the work that he has begun in you. So actually, my story that I started with about Luke getting the wrong test result is only partly like justification. What's the same about it is that it is undeserved. He got 100% when that wasn't his score. But what's different is that um, justification is far from being accidental. God has planned since the very beginning of time that he would justify you and that he would do it by giving his son, Jesus Christ, to die in your place. So what does it mean to be justified? It means that you are declared not guilty. How can you be justified? Well, there's only one way. It's by grace and through faith. And what's the result of being justified? It's peace with God, which I can enjoy in every moment of every day. And it's hope of glory that God will finish what he has started in me. And one day I will be conformed to his image. Let me pray for us as we finish. Father God, I just want to thank you so much for Jesus. I thank you that you love us so much that you dreamed up this plan of salvation that is beyond our comprehension. Thank you for salvation. Thank you that we can come before you on the basis of our faith and be confident that we are fully made right with you, that we are declared not guilty, that we can relate with you like children, that we can be confident of your love for us and your acceptance of us. Lord, I pray for each one of us today, if there are things that need correcting in our thinking or the way that we relate with you or live with you, Lord, I pray that you would draw us closer to you today. Lord, I pray that we would realise the full extent of our justification, God, that we would know how loved we are and how right we are with you. And Lord, I pray for anyone today who hasn't yet said yes to you. God, I pray that you would put the courage in their heart right now to, like that illustration said, to just drop into your arms, that you would save them. Lord, we love you so much. We're so grateful for what you've done and so grateful that we can know you. And thank you. Thank you for salvation. Thank you that we're justified. In Jesus' name, amen.